Howdy and welcome to a brand new episode of T Watches a Scary Movie. My name is T, and of course, we're talking scary movies. I appreciate you tuning in for another brand new episode. Remember, new episodes go up every Wednesday night, 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can find the video version on the YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds Scary Movie. And half an hour earlier, the audio-only version goes up on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Just got to search Twasm or T Watches a Scary Movie. Make sure to hit like and subscribe on both, whether it's the audio version or the video version. But if you want the easier way to stay up to date with new videos, audio versions, TikToks, written reviews on Letterboxd, all the great stuff I'm doing in the world of horror, you got to get to my link tree, which is linktr.ee slash T Scary Movie. If you get subscribed to that, you'll get updates for when new videos versions go up audio versions and like i said tiktoks written reviews all the cool stuff that i'm talking these days in the world of horror hit that subscribe button so you can stay up to date with everything that's going on so what i have for y'all tonight on a brand new episode in movie reviews i'm going to be discussing the exorcist believer i got a chance to catch an early screening of it and i'm here with my thoughts on it for all of you and then I am also going to be giving you out suggestions of what you can turn to this weekend coming up here on cable TV for all your scary movie suggestions. So let's dive right into things here. Now, I don't want to give anything away here for tonight, October 4th, just because by the time you're listening to this, you've likely missed anything I could suggest for you tonight. So instead, I'm going to give you some suggestions here for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for you to check out. Keep yourself busy. So tomorrow, Thursday, October 5th, if you tune to AMC at 6 p.m., they will be showing The Exorcist. That's right. Right in front of the release of The Exorcist Believer this weekend. You got a chance to catch the original film. Make sure you're up to date on what Reagan and Chris McNeil get into with the Demon Pazuzu, along with Father Marin and Father Karras. This is one of the best horror films of all time, folks. If you haven't seen it, now's your chance to really check this out, especially if you're going to go and sit for two hours in the theater to go check out The Exorcist Believer. Got to go see that first one, right? Also, if you turn to the Paramount channel at 8 p.m., you can catch Pet Cemetery. Now, this is the remake led by Jason Clark, the modern version of this. Folks, I did get a chance to go and check this movie out years back prior to the pandemic and everything and the lockdowns that all came with that. I wasn't the biggest fan of it. I'll be honest. I think that Pet Cemetery is better when you sprinkle a little John Connor over that. That's right. Pet Cemetery 2 is my preference. Not a big fan of the original. Not a big fan of the remake. I'm hoping that Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, which I'll be talking about this month as well too, ends up being a bit better. But if you never got a chance to see the remake and you want to know what that's all about before that prequel Bloodlines comes out here very soon, it's your chance to check it out. 8 p.m. on the Paramount channel, Thursday, October 5th. And then finally, over on USA Network, at 6 p.m., you can catch Ghostbusters followed immediately by Ghostbusters 2. Now, Ghostbusters 2 is definitely a uh, more of a Christmas, New Year's uh, story for sure. But the original Ghostbusters, the one that everybody says is the best, it got scares, it has laughs, it has some of the best jokes that we've gotten in a horror comedy in decades. Folks, this is one of the best films of all time. You gotta check it out for yourself. Now keep in mind, all these times are in Mountain Standard Time, so wherever you're at, adjust accordingly. 
Friday, October 6th, if you're not going out to the theaters to catch The Exorcist Believer, or perhaps Saw X, well then stick at home, because you can catch a marathon on the Sci-Fi Channel beginning at 3.15 of the first three Saw movies. That's right, Saw 1, 2, and 3 are going to be playing on Sci-Fi starting at 3.15 p.m. on the Sci-Fi Network. And folks, again, the first three films are some of the best in the franchise. This is a really good series that has stood the test of time over the past 20 years. And with Saw X gathering the highest marks of the series in quite a while now, you definitely need to see where everything began, especially because you really only need these three films to get a full understanding of what's to come in Saw X. So go check that out on Sci-Fi over on AMC at 8 p.m. right on the heels here, right before the debut of VHS 85 that's coming up here. We get VHS 94, folks. Again, the VHS series has been going for quite a while at this point here. And while I'm a big, big fan of VHS 99, 94 was a very, very strong installment in the series. And if you want to check out what this anthology of terror is all about here, you could start with 94. Not a bad place to start your journey from. Finally, over on Cartoon Network, if you tune in at 5.30, you can catch yourself episodes of What's New Scooby-Doo and The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Perfect kids show to get them right in the mood for the Halloween season. I absolutely love both of these shows. What's New Scooby-Doo has the best Scooby-Doo theme song that's been used across the decades at this point. And the, adventure, the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy is so dark and funny. Uh, even for us adults, we grew up likely on these shows. Good chance to catch a few old episodes out. Finally, Saturday, October 7th. If you tune in to Freeform, they have an all-day movie marathon going on, which includes The Nightmare Before Christmas, Hotel Transylvania, Hocus Pocus, and Adam's Family, and Adam's Family Values. Some great Halloween horror in there, especially those last three. Obviously a huge fan of the original Hocus Pocus and both Adam's Family's movies. So you can check those out on Freeform all day this Saturday, October 7th. And then Sci-Fi is running their own marathon throughout the day, which includes network premieres of Sick, They, Them, and The Invisible Man. Fantastic films that y'all absolutely want to check out. There is plenty of scares out there for y'all to watch while you're getting into your Halloween season. So make sure to tune in. Once again, all these times are in Mountain Standard Time, so keep up with that, folks. So. That's it for my suggestions for you this week. If you go and check any of those out, let me know what you thought, especially if it's a first time viewing for you. And let me know what you're watching this Halloween season so we can throw those suggestions out to everybody else as well. Folks, we're going to take a quick break here where you can find out how you could save 20% on your Fangoria orders, including new subscriptions. And when I'm back, I'll be talking The Exorcist Believer. Don't go anywhere. Everybody, looking for a great way to stay up to date on horror news as well as read the best of articles on anything scary out in the world right now then you need to head over to the Fangoria shop and get yourself a subscription if you go to shop.fangoria.com axdw you can use my own personalized 20% discount to save 20% off on 
Fangoria Magazine subscriptions, as well as 20% off any other items in their fantastic shop. This is a great deal. If you've ever been wanting to get yourself a subscription, now is the time to do so. Head to shop.fangoria.com slash A-X-D-E-W. Welcome back to T-Watch is a Scary Movie, everyone. And we're here in Movie Reviews talking The Exorcist Believer. Now, an hour after getting out of The Exorcist Believer, um, I started putting my review together and it started coming out the exact way I was worried it was gonna end up being before I saw the film. I mean, to be clear, I didn't want this movie to actually be bad. Uh, I mean, I'm actually quite fond of this franchise. I'm the crazy person that thinks Exorcist 3 is the best movie across the entire franchise. And I actually like the Fox TV show quite a bit, but it's impossible to accurately describe just how little any of these trailers made me feel about this film. Um, the trailers seemed soulless. They seemed average. Uh, it didn't seem any different from the multitude of possession movies that we've gotten since I graduated high school and back in 2005. That's a long time ago, folks. And if this wasn't the Exorcist franchise, I think this likely wouldn't be too big of a problem. Honestly, this film would probably find itself smack dab in the middle of the horror films that I've seen this year um, because it's perfectly average to say the least. But the issue is, is that it is an Exorcist film. It does fall into this franchise and that ultimately is gonna end up creating a larger problem that it's going to cause critical issues for future films in this franchise as well too. The Exorcist Believer tells the story of Victor Fielding, a father forced to turn to religion when his daughter Angela and her best friend Catherine go missing for three days, only to suddenly reappear with no memory of what's happened, but with something old and evil infecting both girls. Now the story follows the popular plot trend for horror films here in 2023, which is what happens when we, ex when we experience loss and what ends when we go through in order to actually deal with it. Uh, Victor's wife, Angela's mother, died back in Haiti when she was still pregnant with Angela and wanting to find a way to be closer with her, this is what leads Angela and Catherine to end up performing a seance to try to communicate and ultimately, obviously, it opens the door for something to come through. It's basically the same thing that Reagan did in the original film to where she was using a Ouija board to communicate with Pazuzu and that ended up like resulting in her own possession at the time. So Believer's not exactly a new territory when it comes to the setup of what's causing the possession in the first place, which isn't a bad thing at all. We don't need some grand story that's gonna make things completely different for that aspect. Not worried about that at all. But the issue is from there, you can likely guess the way that things work. Victor obviously exhausts all the answers he can get in regards to the mental and the physical nature of what Angela is going to, uh, going through. And after getting some advice from his neighbor, who at one time was about to become a nun, he decides that he has to start exploring religious possibilities for what's causing these issues with his daughter. And that will lead him to the doorstep of Chris McNeil, who has obviously encountered this problem before with her own daughter. Now, the first half of the film actually has more than a few things in it to like. I mean, the cast is actually really good and they commit to the material. I think that Leslie Odom Jr. and Dad, who plays uh, his neighbor 
and then Norbert Butts, who plays Catherine's father, they actually stand out, uh, making you genuinely like worry and feel for the plight that these parents are going through. I think the, the parents doing a phenomenal job here when it comes to what they're willing to do, what they're willing to say, where their hearts and their souls even lie at when it comes to their daughters being attacked by these malevolent entities. Um, but not only that, I thought it was also refreshing that this movie, and especially for the Exorcist franchise, um, decided that they were going to show that in 2023, you know, it can't just be one religion that's driving how this works. Because that's really the way that a lot of these films really come at it, and especially in the Exorcist franchise, is that it's the Catholic religion. This is the only one. This is how you're saved. This is how we get the demons out. And I love the idea that Believer really shows us that it's really about putting together all these different religions that are fighting the exact same battles and that's ultimately how you can overcome this demonic possession. I thought that was ingenious, honestly, because I think a lot of us who saw the first Exorcist movie way back Wednesdays, you know, years and years and years ago, likely have a different relationship with religion now that we did back then. And so I feel like it's progressive. That's the right, uh, the right term here for what this film chooses to do with religion and showing that there are different answers for exactly what's happening. Um, the movie also uses Chris McNeil in the best possible way, at least the best possible way that I think works out here. You know, there was a lot of worry online when it was announced that um, Ellen Burstyn was returning to the series as Chris McNeil, as, a, as maybe opposed to Linda Blair returning as Reagan, and what could her character possibly offer to this situation? And a lot of folks are very much worried that, oh, so now she's an exorcist herself. Oh, now she's the one who knows everything. Of course, she's got all the answers for everything that could be possibly needed here. And I think a lot of folks are very, very scared that suddenly she would just become this all-knowing being in the series. And that's not what a lot of people wanted. And I feel that what they ultimately end up doing here um, with Chris is pretty much the only thing they really, really could. I think that the Exorcist franchise as a whole has always been about Reagan. It's always been about Father Marin, about those two central characters. And I don't think Chris McNeil ever stood out in anybody's mind as being somebody that they wanted to come back in a sequel. So to be honest, her character had a bit of a blank canvas, regardless of everything that happened in the first film, for what filmmakers could do with her if they ever did bring her back. And I think that they did the best possible choice with her that they could because anything more than what she ends up doing likely would have pissed a lot more people off. And I think anything less would have pissed those exact same people off here. And it's funny to say all this because I still really, really believe that the folks who are worried about what they were gonna do with her, they're now gonna be mad about it. Not because they feel justified, but they're gonna see what's going on and feel like, oh wait, no, we actually did want, uh, want something a little bit more. So. I'm curious after you see it, if you tell me your thoughts on uh, on the use of Chris McNeil in this film, because I enjoyed it quite a bit there, but I'm very, very curious as to what y'all think about that. Now, in regards to scares, I mean, Believer has a good number of jump scares in it, and it gives us something that the other films have really yet to do, which is it actually shows us hell. 
and it shows us the demons residing in hell as well too even if it's super quick it shows it and it's part of the scariest part of the film itself uh, but overall, I feel it's just missing the sense of foreboding and dread that really hangs over the majority of the original film. Um, there's never a fear that things aren't going to work out here, and that stops the movie from truly finding its scary footing. I mean, you know, we want these kids to make it through, but the fear that they won't is really what makes it a scary film in a lot of ways, and I don't know if we ever get that feeling over the course of the runtime. Which is interesting because the scale of things feels so small here as well too. I mean, The Exorcist is one of the best horror films of all time. And when you watch it, it just feels gigantic, if that makes sense. Um, it's a truly larger than life film. And Believer just feels decidedly smaller. And it just doesn't seem to match the tone that really should be there. And that honestly led me to the question that changed where my original review was really going to go with this. Is this franchise really a reflection of the original film, or is it more so about everything that's come out since? I mean, if we compare things to writer-director David Gordon Green's Halloween trilogy that he also recently just did for, Bloom, uh, for Blumhouse, this definitely has fans split down the middle in terms of quality. I mean, say what you want. But Green didn't likely have the same issues to worry about here with the Exorcist franchise that he did with Halloween. The original Halloween, like The Exorcist, is considered to be one of the best horror films of all time and one of the best slashers of all time as well too. But a number of the sequels that have come after it have absolutely been able to hold their own. Are they considered the best horror films of all time? No, but they're still considered to be really, really good a number of the sequels that have come since. And the thing is, is that because so many of those sequels are held in a high regard, I feel that Green's Halloween trilogy really didn't have to do too much in order to be accepted. I mean, good or bad, these films really could have been kept very, very simple and they wouldn't have been looked at too intricately. They just would have been more like throwaway sequels to put into this franchise, kind of like to me, H2O and Resurrection are. And I think that more people, especially after what happens with Halloween ends, I think people will say differently, but ultimately here in 10 years time, these movies are going to be accepted just as any other Halloween sequel has been accepted as well, too. The Exorcist hasn't had that luck, though. Um, there's fans for sure of Exorcist 3, like myself, and the Fox TV show, like myself as well too, but to the grand majority of people out there, it's the first film or bust, basically. There's nothing else but that first movie. And there's no chance that anybody could do a good job remaking The Exorcist, and it'd be very hard to reboot this franchise and get the same feelings from it that people felt 50 years ago when this movie came out. So I ask. Is it possible that Jason Blum and David Gordon Green decided to give a new definition to what the Exorcist franchise actually is? Believer is a very run-of-the-mill popcorn flick. It's trying to do what the original film did, but updated to modern audiences, but it also adds small hints of where it's supposed to go, kind of like Halloween 2018 did. And if Believer is the start of a trilogy, which Blumhouse apparently has to make due to how much they spent on the rights to The Exorcist, then it would make sense that this first film is just to reintroduce audiences to this world with something familiar, 
and basically be the punching bag where the next two films are actually gonna do something different. I don't know, maybe that's just supposed to be a mid-level franchise now, taking the place of something like a paranormal activity. And that would mean less grand stories in smaller films. And I'm just wondering, because it's very clear the Believer does not invoke the same feelings that we're gonna get from the original film. But is it supposed to? Contrary to what people are saying, I think Believer absolutely sets the stage for where these future films are going, but it still asks the question of whether or not that's something that anybody truly wants. The Exodus Believer is in theaters everywhere beginning October 5th. Let me know in the comments what you think of it after you see it, folks. That's going to do it for me tonight. Again, make sure you're hitting that subscribe button because i got plenty of great reviews coming for you, folks. Chucky Season 3 premieres tonight, and I'm going to be talking about that very soon. Creepshow premieres very soon as well, too. we got loads more horror films coming out, including VHS 85 and Totally Killer as well. i got some great reviews coming for you, so hit that subscribe button, folks. That's it, though. My name is T. We've been talking scary movies. Stay scared. Appreciate you tuning in for another brand new episode, movie review, game review, whatever it is now at this point. Don't forget, you want to get subscribed to my official channel so you can stay up to date for when I'm dropping new episodes, reviews, news, whatever it is. The best way to do that is get subscribed to my link tree. That's going to be linktr.ee slash tscarymovie. Again, linktr.ee slash tscarymovie. That'll keep you up to date with new videos, podcast links for the audio-only version, as well as my letterbox, where you can find written reviews. Get subscribed, and don't forget, keep watching scary movies, folks. Stay scared.